0: And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, I got the brush off again. I don't get it. Is there something wrong with the way I wave? Elbow, wrist, elbow, wrist. Why won't that little basset hound acknowledge me? I'm friendly. I give everyone peace of mind when I protect their homes through Progressive. He should be jumping for joy when I walk by.
1: Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive.
0: Maybe it's me. No, it's him. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
1: Yo, that podcast, people! It's the one and only legend of winning, aka Low. We back with somewhat of a special edition of the Off Top Podcast, better known as All Star Weekend, baby. That's well, hey, corny,
0: Low. Right?
1: on, you could have done better, right? No, All Star Weekend podcast, man. Or how about this? Team Team Low versus Team Agent. How oh, about that? Man. No, there we oh, man. oh I'm so disappointed Yo, in you, man. Shout out to all, everybody out there who rating us five stars, who keeping us updated and stuff like that. I'm passing it over to my co host, Agent Zero. Say what's up. The main character. Hey, no, we you're have not. Enough. You're not the main character. I'm the main stop. character. All right. You're the Al, like, Al Horford and Lamarcus Aldridge of this podcast.
2: I'm I'm Al Horford if I was in Atlanta and Paul Millsap wasn't there. I'm the guy, right? I'm that guy. I'm the guy. All those stipulations hey how's, how's it going guys uh this is gonna be like lo we missed like four days man. what happened I don't know what happened we just been busy like we'll, we'll record the podcast at 1 a.m then I sleep or <laughs> we'll record it in the morning and then someone doesn't wake up left it's usually me that's messing up actually
1: but anyway I'm happy. We're back. I'm happy you know that too I'm happy you know it's, it's majority time well first
2: you, you lowe said we'll record after the all-star game and I said bet it's immediately after it finished I hit him up I was like yo let's, let's record He's like, yeah, see, I'm going to be back in an hour. It's 1 a.m. I got to go to sleep, so I try to stay awake. But anyway, we're here now.
1: Yo, um, like Agent said, though, actually, before we even get into the All-Star game, because I actually do want to talk about this before it slips my mind. Uh, For people out there who don't know, they named the finalists for this year's Hall of Fame. They actually do uh... this before the All-Star break. And Chauncey Billups is not a finalist, which means that, if Chauncey Billups isn't the finalist, Ben Wallace isn't a finalist again for this season, and or this year, and that's the second year in a row for Ben Wallace. That means that there might not have been no Hall of Famers on that mid two thousands Detroit Pistons team, which is the craziest thing in the world. Does it? low well,
2: does it? I want you to answer this question. It's, it's not a complex question. Does it matter?
1: Does it really matter? It low key matters because. I would have assumed because when you have a team that not only won the championship, but also went to the finals, if I'm not mistaken, in back to back seasons. And in the year they lost, they took the Spurs to seven games. It's not like this is a team that like just popped up out of nowhere. And for two to three years, they were a great team. Now this is like consecutive seasons where they were consistently one of the better defensive teams. They were always in the playoff hunt in the mid 2000s. They're a, teams and players who get more recognition for doing less than what that team did. And so I just felt like it only made sense for at least somebody on that team. I'm not even saying both Chauncey and Ben Wallace have to be Hall of Famers, but at least one of them should be a Hall of Famer.
2: Again, I just don't care. I know, I know you might care about the topic, though, but I just—I stopped—I just—, I, I, I stopped. I, I just... I, I,
1: I guarantee that there's definitely people who are listening to this podcast who are like, "Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that happened." And yeah, for people out there who don't know, yeah, it did. B- this, this year's this year's Hall is of Fame happened, class. this happen, Because I missed this. Was it on the Friday? Right. Either Thursday or Friday. This year's Hall. Of, I mean, to be fair though, this year's Hall of Fame class is pretty stacked. Who's uh, in Ray, it? Do you know the Ray Allen, Ray Allen, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Grant Hill. These are all finalists. These are not like the the last people who are actually going to make it. But they have a whole pool of the players who obviously retired within the same within the time period, and then they trim it down to the finalist. And Chauncey Billups didn't even make it to the finalist.
2: Was that all of them that you mentioned? Gray Allen, Jason Kidd. Uh,
1: I'm trying to. I'm, I think those are the ones that you're familiar with. Um, shout out to Doris Burke. Why do you say that? Like
2: I wouldn't know all the people that are. In I the mean, cause
1: uh, a lot a lot of these people I'm not even familiar with. But Doris Doris Burke is also in the finalists as well. So Doris what? Burke made it. Yep. She she played um uh, college basketball. Obviously, her ties while she's doing interviews and stuff like that. Her um historic. That's
2: not obvious. I don't think I don't think ninety percent of the people here knew Doris Burke played college basketball.
1: <laughs> oh no 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 no! I'm I'm saying I'm saying that uh, obvious that her um her interviews and her ties with television that type oh, of ties right. with the NBA. Right, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, she but she was a great collegiate um basketball player. So. She's also a finalist. Say And like I said, yeah, Ray, I Ray Allen, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, um, <laughs> oh Chris Weber shout to so shout to C webb he's a finalist for the second year in a row. And um, so, Mo how are you Mo surprised
2: Chicks. Billups isn't on there? All those players you just mentioned are better.
1: It's 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 true. However, I would have just assumed because I, to, if that's the case, and I don't think neither one of them are going to make it. Let me just say that. I don't think Ben Wallace or Chauncey gonna make it, and even if they do make it, it's gonna be a while because I think next year's Hall of Fame class is Kobe's Hall of Fame class, and that year was Kobe, KG, and Tim Duncan all retired in the same year. Damn. So I I know they ain't gonna make it that year. So, it's, but does it
2: really count for Ray Allen? Because he didn't announce retirement. Like even last year, we were talking about how he could potentially
1: come back, which is which is weird because he actually retired. He. He technically retired a year after Steve Nash and Jason Kidd and them. However, like you said, he was out of the NBA for over a year before he announced his retirement. So they actually allowed him to just slip in with, um, with Jason Kidd and them. But I I don't know. I, it's just one is a big reason why I'm saying this is, it's weird to watch the players that I grew up, you know, grew up on. Now they're in the Hall of Fame, and it's just weird for me to say. Like, I actually saw their entire career, or at least a majority of it. You know what's even weirder, though? What's that? The fact that there's NBA
2: players that are younger than me—that is crazy. That is is that is weird
1: as well. That's that's if I
2: pull up to like, uh, if I pull up to like OG Ananobi, I'm gonna be older than him. Is what you're telling me? It's just it doesn't add up to me. It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, that that is weird. I'm not gonna lie, because you you start to feel like. Man, he played well, you're in, older anyway. than everyone in the league. You're like 60.
2: But right. I'm talking about for me, right? But I'm just
1: saying, like, the fact but I mean, I, at one point I was like, wow, man. My man Michael Jordan's older than me. That's crazy. Like, that's that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Look, uh, you know, it, it definitely is a point where you kind of like tell yourself, like, man, like, NBA players, bro. Like, that's that's weird. What am I doing with my life? You know Facts. what I'm saying?
2: facts what am i doing with my life thing <laughs> they all making millions man i'm over exactly. here exactly you know what's that tory Lanez bar uh they be making memes i be making millions you remember that one you know that one that was a good bar man it reminded me uh, but Link's, anyway
1: tory lane's is trash rapper as a side note but you got it you got it
2: i think he's average i don't think he's trash or amazing
1: okay i'll go i'll go average i'll go average okay, um but uh with all that out the way though Last night was All-Star Game, bro. All-Star hey, Weekend has just concluded. We were recording this on Monday, President's Day. Uh, obviously, a few events nope. happened.
2: it's Family Day in Ontario. So, let's go with that.
1: We're in America, Agent. It's President's Day. It's President's Day. So, but because of this, those. um, let's, you want to you just go in order? You, you, we watched a celebrity game? Look, wait, hold up. Here's the what
2: thing, was... man. Look, I've been doing this thing ever since like Kobe stopped playing. Where... I don't, like, the amount I don't care about All-Star Weekend has reached new heights. Now, I, I forced myself to watch the events just because we'd be on the podcast. Now, I want to, like, <laughs> acting, like, left and right. I knew what I was talking about. I didn't watch the events. So, I watched the events. But, like, I was going into the events, and for whatever reason, it was way more enjoyable to watch them without knowing any. Like, I didn't know who was in the skills competition, who was in the three-point dunk. I, I kind of had an idea from the tweets, and I tried to ignore them. But uh you should try it though or you just well you, you have to make videos on them so I guess you can. But, I, I, but yeah. I
1: but I agree with you like going into something and not knowing and, and not having any expectations of what's going to happen that's that's yeah. true because yeah, I like, didn't know who I didn't really know who was in the skills challenge because some of the players were getting hurt and they had to fill in a bunch of new names and stuff like that so I actually agree with you not knowing what was going on and just turning you know, on the TV and turning on the stream and just watching it that was you know, the surprise that was enjoyable. low. When I saw Dinwiddie show up, I'm like, "What is what is Dinwiddie doing here, guys?" Like, First <laughs> of all, I actually like I actually liked the the new skills challenge. The way they got the bigs and the guards, I actually enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. And um, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie did he did pretty good. He he replaced Lonzo. That's the reason why I stopped enjoying. I was like, oh, Lonzo not going to be in it, so I'm not going to watch this no more." So he replaced <laughs> Lonzo and um he did pretty good. Shout out to Larry Marketing because he's the one who ended up winning, if I'm not mistaken. That nope. is Dinwiddie won. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. Did he win? I'm bugging.
2: Oh, no, this is why people oh hit me my in my God. DMs stop, and they stop, tell me, stop, you know. Stop, yeah, stop. Dinwiddie won. I remember I put I put out a tweet and I was asking people for uh like who they thought was gonna win. And there was a guy who got all of them right, except he put Clay for the three point contest. And uh I don't know how the fuck he gets Dinwiddie correct. When he initially put the tweet, I'm like, this guy's out of his mind. What was he thinking about Dinwiddie's gonna win? But I guess, like, you know, anything is possible in the uh, skills competition. But shoot. you remember, like, remember when they used to have the hair Shooting Stars Challenge? What happened to that, yo?
1: Chris Bosch used to murder that. I remember. Oh, I'm, I'm, I I'm happy was... they stopped doing that because that was so pointless. Wow. I really liked it. I didn't like that, no. You tell me what? Oh, when they had, man. like, the, like the little spots on the court where they would take shots and then I didn't know where they would have to, like, take a half-court shot. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I hated that. That was, like, so pointless. <laughs> I didn't understand. I didn't I didn't understand what they were, like, I didn't understand the point of it. Well, what, what are they doing? It was like, like they just...
2: you've never done something like that in gym class? Like, when you're playing with your class and they're just like, shoot from here, 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 here. First person or first team to finish gets this or wins the game or whatever. It's like, they... It was those just, are, I don't know that, what it that's, was. Like that's just a, that's
1: a, Those are Canadian games. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. But, like, it might have been. But, like, you know, they would have, like, uh, Kenny on there. And he would have his team. They have Bosch, and he would have his team. They put, like, a WNBA player, like a celebrity. Like, it was, I, I, at least I enjoyed it. I kind of just reflected on that during the event. But, uh, yeah, skills competition. The bigs, guards, I know they were kind of having a back and forth. And uh, every time, like, Logically speaking, it makes no sense to go with the bigs because it seems like a guard to dominate that. But uh, it's like it's it's, it's all kind of skill based. I like, Joel Embiid almost lost, pulled up on a fading three, <laughs> and passed the first round. I was like, "All right, anything is possible," you know. Joel yeah, Embiid yeah. can pull that off. Uh, but yeah, nothing really. I don't think talk worthy in that event. But then was the three point shootout, which by the way, low. I think is like a underestimated or undervalued event. Honestly, I feel like people have such high expectations, they can't just sit there and enjoy it. So I just removed my expectations when I was going into the three-point contest. And it was so... Well, I mean, aside from Lowry disappointing me, geez, that man couldn't hit a shot off his left. I was, about to, Low- I was
1: just about to ask, say that, too. That man, Lowry... I- Stuff like that really like it makes me question Lowry, man. Like, I know it's just an event, <laughs> but like, part of me is just like, man, Lowry, what's what's up with you, man? Like, what's what's going on, yo?
2: I know, I know, I know. Last year he had an excuse because his wrist was in pain, but this year was no excuse. And even like the two players I wanted to do well were Paul George and Lowry, and both of them did the worst. So I was exactly. like, damn, man. But uh, uh Devin Booker and I'm gonna say Devin Booker up, caught on
1: fire, yo. That that was. That was very interesting, actually, when Devin Booker caught on fire. I was like, oh, wow. Doesn't like, the crowd not... kill it
2: for you? Don't you remember, like, ten years ago, lower where if somebody hit, like, five straight, the crowd would erupt, and he would continue to hit, and everybody would go berserk? Throughout the whole weekend, Low. I don't know if it was just because they didn't have the boom mic close enough to the loud guy in the stands, but it, it just felt like it was dead. Like, the crowd felt like they had no life until... The last two minutes in the All Star Game, which we'll talk about, but throughout the whole thing, that's what it felt like. When Devin Booker and Clay were going off, I was like, I don't hear a peep. Wait, where where these guys at, man? Who are these guys buying these tickets to these events, and why are they why are they going to the events if they're not there to be loud and have fun? All of them, I don't know if it was just full of businessmen just having business meetings, not paying attention. But I mean, the finals at least they should have showed up, and it was it was it was a really dope finish. I know, like Clay. Clay was even though he lost, he had like twenty five or twenty six, right? Which is really, really, really impressive for the three point shootout, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know what's crazy about a three point shootout, and like you said before, back in the day, watching someone like catch on fire and hit threes back to back to back was kinda weird. And so when it happened, it was like, Oh my god, like this is this is going on right now. But now, because like everyone just shoots threes on a night to night basis, we're kind of just it's like, eh, I mean, like, this is this is cool. It's just not as rare to see people, you know what I'm saying, shoot threes as it used to be, you know?
2: You know what we need to do, low, is a
1: four-point shooting
2: contest. Yep, you heard it here first. Uh, I think the the three-point line and NBA three-point line is 23 feet, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, just push it back, like, two feet. There's a four-point line. Extend the court so that you can actually shoot in the corners. And low. Stephen Curry will be in it. Klay Thompson will be in it. Hey, if Joel Embiid balls out like he did in the All-Star game, pulling from limitless range, he needs to be in it. Put, like, the best shooters in it. And then people aren't used to, like... I mean, Curry does it a lot, but, like, it it would be fresh and new. If someone hits three in a row from, like, deep, deep, like, 26, 27 feet away, then people are going to be impressed. And if that might be a way to liven it up, I don't know. But uh, it seems like they're always changing the way the game is played, like... They have a whole money rack, but they also have the money balls at the end. And some years they do this where they put another ball here or they let you choose your racks here. Um but yeah, I was I was disappointed by the crowd, honestly. Because the crowd is is we, we're expected as the viewers from watching from television to to make the crowd make it lit, right? When the crowd is lit, you get the goosebumps and everybody goes crazy. But it just it wasn't there, man. I had to go crazy by myself. I, I
1: ain't lying. gonna lie, the crowd was whack the entire the crowd was just whack. Very whack. Very Like very. the the entire weekend, like they were just acting like they were just too important not to like get caught up in the moments. Like I don't I that was that was that was the reason why I didn't like that. The whole crowd Yo, was whack.
2: Low, I was low key judging the people that were tweeting that they were at the event. I'm like, if I don't hear y'all making some noise from the TV, me and you are gonna have problems, man. I am gonna start DMing people, asking what's up. But uh anyway, it was a it was a good three point contest. Uh yeah. yeah. Then it was a dunk contest, Lil. So.
1: I got, I got mixed oh. feelings about the dunk contest. Go ahead. So. There were moments where I was like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, like some of the <laughs> moments. There was definitely those moments. However, I feel like. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, what they did two years ago, it spoiled me. Like, I know for, like, I just gotta tell myself, like, that's never gonna happen again. Cause that was crazy. Do you need me to say it, Lo, or do you know? I just, I need just just let me know, man. Let, let me know, man. Just host the dunk contest in Toronto. I, I'll
2: say it. It's because when it was hosted oh, in my, Toronto, it was not in
1: Toronto, this it not, was has nothing lit. To do, hey, when Vince Carter with.
2: was from Toronto, he made it lit. Right? Like, why are we? Why are we not seeing the signs, guys? It was because
1: like when, it's because Zach Levine, when he was, and I, I hope that like he hasn't lost that much of a bounce in his step, but. Before Stop. he got hurt, Mm-mm. before he got hurt, that was but Zach Levine might have been Zach Levine could've actually made an argument for being one of the greatest dunkers of all time. He still might be able please. to make that argument. No, be honest please with take
2: you. that back. Please take it back.
1: But that that dunk contest between him and Aaron Gordon is crazy. And now this is the second year that Aaron Gordon suffered an injury. Last year he kind of he tried to play through it, but he got knocked out in the first round. This year was definitely better than last year because last year was just so trash. Everyone was missing their shots. Um Depot he, he he tried. He tried to do something a little fancy. And I felt like they were just trying to give Larry Nance a nod because some of the dunks he was doing it was cool, but it just wasn't It was like, uh, like we seen. Like he was doing nothing but windmills. I was like, Jesus Christ, like we we get it, bro. You you can do windmills. But um Shout-out to Donovan Mitchell, yo, because I, I there was a few of his dunks I liked them like no, the
2: off. Take it back, take the shout out back. I don't think it's deserving.
1: So you think Larry Nance outperformed him?
2: No, I think that none of them should have won. Actually, they should have wow. gave this year's award to Aaron Gordon. Honestly, I feel like that that was best for everybody. You said that. And I, I feel I'm, like you said that last year. No, I didn't. This is the first year I said that. Well, I you did know, say you
1: like, we you, like, you like last last year was so tragic. Should have just gave it to Aaron Gordon. Like, cause I'm low, I'm telling you, I've second. never said that.
2: I literally just thought oh, okay, of it okay. right now.
1: Okay, right. it might have been some. But I did say
2: it. last year that we should host it in Toronto, because I mean, you can't go wrong there.
1: It's correct. I don't. I don't. Anyway, I just I don't. It's not. It has nothing to do with Toronto. That's just you. you just talking right now. But
2: I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not. I'm trying you, get something in the air here, Lowe. When people, when people breathe in the Toronto air, oh, so they're dunking. Just, wow. Do we know about. Terrence Ross, right? Do you remember Demar Derozan? Do you remember when he murdered? Demar Derozan got robbed. He got, robbed. He got
1: robbed. He got robbed. He got robbed. He got robbed. He got robbed.
2: Right. Right. So DeMar anyway, uh, by the way, uh, the judges <laughs> DJ Khaled was giving everybody lies and say, shit. DJ
1: Khaled <laughs> is is the most DJ Khaled. Is, I don't even know how they who, the, who they had like how they pick the judges. DJ Khaled was ridiculous the entire night. Yeah. I was like, where I was like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, there's no consistency in what you're doing at all. There's nothing. There's no consistency. You
2: know, what's funny though. I don't know if you watched uh, his show before, but he's the judge on there too, and he just makes the show so lit. He doesn't even make sense sometimes when he talks. But uh, I was glad they put him on there. If you guys remember, like uh, a couple years ago when Aaron Gordon was robbed. They had Hall of Famers sitting there judging those, right? So it's not... Those oh, so sit Aaron, back you were talking
1: about, talking about, talk about, talk about, You said who was robbed? Aaron Gordon was robbed. You... Wait, 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 wait. You a don't think... Years ago. You don't think that Zach Levine should have won? You thought Aaron Gordon should
2: have Man, look, won. go ahead jump out the building now, bro. If you think I'm that asking, Zach Levine... I'm did.
1: asking a question. I'm just asking a question.
2: No, Zach Levine didn't deserve that. They just kept giving 50s because they wanted to see more dunks. And then ah, Zach Levine... You're crazy, agent. Zach Levine had a better last dunk, but there was definitely a 50 Zach Levine got actually multiple times where they literally only gave him it because they wanted to see more dunks because it was lit, which is fine. It's all for entertainment. But then at the end of the day, he still got robbed. It's not even a debate. Everybody just unanimously agrees on this. I'm not wilding whatsoever. Mm.
1: Everybody unanimously? You, everybody not-
2: on earth... On Twitter, on every social media, unanimously agrees. On I don't. This
1: topic. I, I. I mean, I'm not unanimous, so I don't. I don't agree with that. Nah, you're just
2: trying to be different right now. You agree. You agree. No,
1: nah, but um, I, I can so I, for I was, what as I was about. saying
2: earlier, by the way, so let's let's not pretend like these judges aren't qualified, and that's why the dunk contest had no consistency. It literally never has consistency. Like, some years are obviously worse than others when Aaron Gordon gets robbed, even though he put on the best show since Vince Carter. All right, okay, okay. Or Nate Robinson, right? You're
1: ODing right now. You're, you're I'm just, ODing. I'm,
2: I, I'm just... In facts. all I'm saying is facts right now, though. I mean, if Gerald Green, maybe you could put him in the list. Nah, not even Jeremy Evans. Make a case for JaVale McGee. But Nate Robinson was Jeremy the next, like...
1: Evans? Oh, my God. Like, don't ever even compare him. Nate, Nate Robinson... And Dwight was the one that was in the middle where I was like, okay, that's that's hard. Also, nah, but, shout but to Gerald Green, to, Gerald Green did that little cupcake dunk too. I remember all the shit he did. Like, no, nah, shout out, shout out to Jay Rich. Jay Richardson had a had a few. I don't. I feel like he's only won one. But Jay Richardson, I ain't gonna lie, Jay Rich is nasty. I think people forget how great of a dunker he was. Yeah, I remember. Jay, oh, I Jay, remember because they destroyed destroy Jay, Jay, Jay people with it. off the off the side of the backboard, caught the ball, and it, it did a reverse between the legs. Yeah, That was yeah. crazy. That was like, oh, that's, oh, he switched hands, I, I said it, but he switched hands between the legs. I was like, that's crazy, yo, that's crazy.
2: Lo, I, I have a proposition, man. What if, uh, I feel like there needs to be more props. What if they get, like, trampolines for the next dunk No,
1: contest? that's, tra- why would you want a trampoline? What? <laughs> you yeah. never watched... What's a sport called where they have
2: trampolines and they play basketball on trampolines? Something like slam
1: ball or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
2: need to get those guys in here for a quick second, man. That is trash.
1: All, the whole purpose of them jumping is just the, the ability to be able to hang in the air like that. If you just give people trampolines, that defeats the purpose.
2: I agree. I agree. I just thought it would be a neat idea. Yo, look, take us in. Uh, I was watching some of the older dunk contests after last night because I kind of felt disappointed. Uh, so, I noticed that, like, in previous years, they used to, like, measure the vertical, and they would have graphics to so be like, oh, Vince Carter did a reverse, a 360 windmill, and he did it with a 26-inch or 33-inch vertical. That's only,
1: that's only, that's only, that's only new stuff. I don't remember, I mean, I might be forgetting, I don't remember watching that live, and they were telling us how, high his vert was. I don't remember that. No,
2: I remember. I, I was watching, like, clips of the, the, the show, like, the actual dunk contest, and it was showing them, and the commentators were talking about it. And I think it just provided, like... Because sometimes you see a play, and it doesn't make sense until it... It happened last night, too, where, like, uh, who was it? Larry Nance did the, the, the tap off the backboard. But, like, you have to wait till it's in slow motion. I feel like we need some analytics on the screen. Like, he jumped this high, or, like... Where, where are the elbow hangs? Why haven't we seen an elbow hang since Vince Carter? Like, you know, why don't we do, like, a
1: off-the-backboard... Double tap, elbow hang,
2: low. Like it's not difficult to mix and match these ideas. Come on,
1: come on. You just said off of the backboard, double tap, elbow hang. Yes, bro. Do you just hear what you just said? I'm just saying, There's low, no before, way that anyone is getting that much hang time to do that.
2: All right. Well, we didn't think it was possible to jump from a step above the free throw line and do between the legs until Zach Levine did this shit. And we're like,
1: how do you do that? I know, That's but crazy. no, 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 no. There's a, there's a difference between jumping from distance and having the hang time to double tap off of the glass well, and then get it. I know Donovan Mitchell has time. that hang time. Donovan Mitchell has that. I'm telling you. I don't know. Because Donovan Mitchell, even when he did the Vince Carter dunk at the end, he was nowhere near as high as Vince Carter was. Yeah,
2: not even close. But he I'm was, telling because I've seen him do near. it in games. So, like, I, I know they didn't perform the greatest in the dunk contest, but I've seen him go crazy in games with wild hang time. So, I know he has it. Plus, you could always date back to he's a rookie. So, you can go back to uh, the combine and you could check his – I'm sure the numbers are somewhere on the internet, right? His vertical leap and all that stuff.
1: Has yeah. to be. But, I just know. Yeah, I just feel sh- like vertical leap and hang time are two different things. Also, when you're when you're in, I've never understood why no one doesn't do this. Why is it that no one doesn't like try to run full speed down the court and try to run with someone else and like destroy an alley oop as if like you're on a fast break with someone?
2: <laughs> why would they overcomplicate the simple
1: path? Because that's the. I feel like that's the only way that that would happen. Like everyone keeps saying the stuff that they do in um. In game, when you're in game, you're running full speed, you're running with someone else, and then someone else throws you a lob, so you don't have to worry about trying to gather while you're dribbling and stuff like that. I don't understand why people just don't simulate a fast break. I don't understand why they don't do that.
0: What's up? It's Justin from the Driving Dish NBA podcast. When I was in 8th grade, I switched from wearing glasses to contacts because I liked playing the game of basketball, and ever since then, I've had to deal with getting contacts, which takes way too long. You have to sit in the waiting room for a really long time. It always kind of smells weird in there. That all changed when I found simplecontacts.com. You show them a picture of your prescription. You pick the brand of contacts that you use. You put in your address, and they're on their way. And so much cheaper than going to a doctor every single time you you need contacts. It took me about 15 minutes right before I left for work, and we're gonna save you $30 off your first order with them at simplecontacts.com/almighty, or use the enter code Almighty at checkout. That's $30 off your contacts at simplecontacts.com/almighty, or enter the code Almighty at checkout. Just remember, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. They only do a test that makes sure your contacts are going to give you 2020 vision. They don't write completely new RXs or examine eye health. I don't know. But I do remember on the note of flashy passes, I think it
2: was when Amari was in the dunk contest when Steve Nash did the little rainbow pass where he just flicked it with his feet. That was... That was and, some and of most beautiful Stoudemire,
1: And Stoudemire was finishing it, finishing it with like some of the most trash dunks in the world. Yeah, The I most know, basic dunks. It was like, bro, he's throwing you a crazy pass and all you're gonna do is just, you're gonna do a regular dunk? Like, what are you doing right <laughs> now? Like, what, what is going on <laughs> with your life? I know, man.
2: I know. I was a little disappointed but I think that type of flair, like, we didn't see a choir come out. We didn't see a Kia come out. Like, we didn't see any. By the way, I had to watch that Blake Griffin dunk back from, like, what was it, five years ago now? Low, if that wasn't the most overhyped thing in dunk contest history... I I I know like half of half I know like pl- dozens of people though that could jump that high and make that same dunk, which is crazy that it got a fifty in the dunk contest. But anyway, um, that's that's a funny. fact.
1: That's a fact though. I, f- I feel like there's definitely some YouTubers who may be able to just dunk over a hood of a car.
2: Yeah, agreed. Especially when they have Baron Davis passing you the ball out of sunroof. Uh, <laughs> also,
1: anyway. oh, go go back to the Paul George thing because j- I I just remember. Twitter was killing Paul George after he was Definitely. trash. Yeah, yeah. That was that was probably the highlight of the night. I'm not gonna lie. Of that night. Of that night. Twitter was I think like, it's because he was
2: Twitter He was, was first months. to brick. I think if Lowry went first, he would have got like the same brutality. But Paul George was the first one to do no, like, people, horrific.
1: No, people love to people love to um kill my man Paul George for not making threes.
2: Why? He's a good three point shooter.
1: Nah, cause like you know how he made that um that uh that commercial where he was like ball game, and he made the buzzer beater, and then people like did their research and everyone was like, bro, Paul George has never made a buzzer beater, like in the last like five years, <laughs> and so now every single time when Paul George just blatantly misses a three pointer or he misses like a a game winning shot, everyone keeps going back to that commercial and they'll be like ball game. That is. First, and I'm looking at someone on Twitter right now say the exact same thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, people people kill this man, um, Paul George for breaking shots. I don't know be why because Kyle Lowry does it way more than um Paul George.
2: Hey, yeah, I think Paul George is a better three point shooter than Lowry. Uh, but you gotta be careful as as an athlete, low. You do you do one mistake, and everyone's talking about Shazam or what they call this shit. Was it Shazam? Shazam, what? The shit that Shaq did What was that shit Yeah Shazam you? You Yeah
1: Shazam Yeah okay
2: Alright People talk about it forever They they meme him over that forever Right You gotta be careful man If you're gonna do an ad You gotta make sure The ad makes sense Like I think uh, Kyrie got the whole Uncle Drew thing Off a Pepsi ad right Yeah So You know In that case Like he has a whole movie Coming out And everything Success Boom But in certain situations man You, you make one mistake Do one wrong advertisement And it's, it's over man That's the, gonna be the meme That follows you right uh, Vince Carter, uh, no, uh, Jalen Rose was with Kobe <laughs> on a broadcast, and they were talking at one point about the 81 point game. Uh, so even that followed Jalen Rose, even though Kobe admitted that only like 20 of the points were on him. He's like, only 20 of my 81 points were on you. We we know it was everybody. You know the whole team was to blame there. But uh, anyway, true, true, true. Uh, honestly, I feel like the night was dope until the junk contest. Yo, I'm gonna give advice to everybody listening. All right. Please lower your expectations. When 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 the dunk contest was in, the best city to do a dunk contest, Toronto. And Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine were balling out. My expectations were so low that year. It was it was a phenomenal day, honestly. It was a top one of the top days all year. Cause it was just those are the day like I remember I used to have to like lie to my mom to stay up to watch dunk contests. Just just I remember those days, low. And and like just just to see them slowly fall off, people saying is washed. Now I've been lowering expectations, and that just my happiness has rose tremendously. So you guys definitely need to try that out. I'm telling you.
1: I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching a recap of that uh, that Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, <laughs> Bruh, I, I, We ain't never gonna see something like that. Zach, Zach Levine, his head was was almost on every single dunk was almost touching the rim, and so was um Aaron Gordon. Like, Aaron Gordon was clearly jumping over the mascot. Like, it wasn't even, like, some, I'm going to use a mascot as, like, a, a, a thing to propel me up. No, he was, yeah. like, clearly jumping over the mascot. Like, I don't, bro, it was, I don't know, bro. It's, that that I don't, think, I don't think we'll ever get something like that again. You see a lot of guys
2: practice, but when
1: Vince Carter
2: did that, when he dominated, he said he didn't even practice. He, he had the ideas he wanted to do. He went in there with very little practice and just, like, had the best dunk contest in history, which is crazy. Because i I've watched some videos, uh, I think a couple years ago, and the guys were like, yeah, I've been working on this dunk. And they were showing, like, the behind the scenes of the dunks they were working on and shit. And uh, it just, it just uh, I don't know, it's really weird that one of the greatest dunk contests, if not the greatest, was done with very little practice. And they were all very new dunks that we haven't ever seen before.
1: But uh, but that, anyway. that's 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 the reason why I think Vince Carter will always be the greatest dunker of all time because he was doing stuff that like even Michael wasn't doing. It was like, oh wow, this, this is this is this is tough right here. This is tough. Yeah, this is tough. So like, ain't no way gonna be able to compete with this, yo.
2: I'll I'll end this topic on this note, Low LeBron. If you don't get in the dunk contest before you retire, LeBron, he's never LeBron
1: will never get. He's, he, he's too old, bro. He's too old. Remember
2: when he said, I'll do it in a few years. I'll do it when this happens. I'll do it. He's, he's, he's been old. lying his whole career to he's avoid being in the dunk contest, Low. He's too it's old. It's crazy. He's too old. Because now he has that excuse that he's too old. But I don't know about you, Lo. I saw him almost hit the rim with his head on a reverse alley in the All Star game. So he's not too old. He can still no, play. He's too All old.
1: Right? He, he's, nowhere, I mean, he's nowhere near the same athlete. I, I saw LeBron. Grab an alley oop, and his head was clearly over the rim. And I'm pretty like people who watch, who listening to this right now, y'all know which lob that Mo William lob, where Mo Williams I don't know who he was passing the ball to, and LeBron jumped so dog high, and he was clearly over the rim. Like it was, it was, he was clearly over the rim. That LeBron, LeBron back in the day used to get up. Also, it was someone on Twitter who said that they should have a rebounding competition. And they said that they should put in people who don't rebound, like um Al Horford and Mark Gasol. That would be <laughs> that would be hilarious.
2: Uh, that would be hilarious. How would, that, how would that work? Would they put like uh they put Paul George at three point line get him to shoot up some bricks so the internet can meme him? Him and Kyle Lowry.
1: Him and Kyle Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh wow, he's had to sneak that one in
1: there. I'm just that saying, be, I'm just saying. Him and Kyle Lowry bricking man. shots and see if they can grab rebounds. <laughs>
0: Cause, yeah, the, like, Cause, the rule
1: here's the rule though. It can't if it bounce. I think I think the rule is if it bounces off the floor more than once, then the ball is out of play. Like you basically have to box out your man and grab the rebound before it bounces off the floor.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And I would, I'm telling you right now, it would probably take Kyle Lowry 30 bricks before Al Horford to grab 10 rebounds. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even be surprised, bro. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Uh, so moving on to Sunday, uh, surprisingly low, they were playing some defense. Now, the NBA wanted to give them an incentive to play, so they said that there was going to be money. So the different teams, Team LeBron, Team Steph, had a charity that they were going to donate to had they have won. So they were playing for charity. On top of that, if I'm not mistaken, the NBA was offering $100,000 uh, per player to the winning team. So uh, first of all, uh, somebody, I was, I was in a chat while this was going on. And somebody said that Lowry gets paid 400000 per game, which is crazy when you think about it. So uh, for these players getting paid max, 100000 really ain't shit compared to what they will make playing one game in the regular season. So it doesn't make sense for them really. Like it wasn't a huge incentive, but hey, take a step back. It's $100,000, right? You know, <laughs> if you're going to look at your son and daughter for the NBA, they'd be like, Dad, if you don't want it, we want the $100,000, right? So there was some incentives there. Of course, last year they broke the record. And even the year before, they broke the record for most points scored in an All-Star game. No fun. Nobody was playing defense. But this year, they were determined to change that. It wasn't a lot of defense in the first half, but it picked up in the second half. Low, if you had to rate this All-Star game out of 10, what's that number?
1: Um, it's, it's not a 10 out of 10. Uh, because I, I, I did grow up watching the early 2000s where Iverson and Duncan and Kobe and them, they were playing a lot harder. But it is better than the, um, all-star games of recent. So I would give it a seven and a half to an eight. I really like the dynamic that they have with the whole teams, them picking the teams and stuff like that. I like to see, um, Kyrie and LeBron on the team again. Russ and KD were on the team again. So I did enjoy that. And uh, even though a lot of players were injured and we weren't able to see some of the, some of the players that I actually wanted to see, we still were able to, you know, get a couple of, um, Get a get a couple of good faces out there. Nice sweat. Demar Rosen was low key trash. I was like, bro, what's what's going on with you, Demar? What's what's up? What's up, Demar? No, Demar
2: was Demar was fine. I think Lowry was shooting.
1: Hard. No, at the end in that fourth quarter, I was like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, what's what's going on? Yeah, what's what's going? On? He and he like it's almost as if like because that last shot, I know they were trapping them and I and I get that, but you just got to chuck up something. And the fact that he didn't chuck up nothing within time, that was kind of crazy to me. But, um, it was, it was definitely one of the better all star games in the last four to five years, I would say, because the last, especially the last two to three have been really uninteresting. And even though, like you said, in towards the end of the game, the defensive presence started to pick up a little bit. Um, I'm sorry, in the end of the game, you said that in the beginning, though, you could definitely kind of feel the vibe was a little different than it wasn't in, in prior seasons. They definitely were going out there trying their hardest to actually. You know, win games. You know,
2: yeah. They were they were also spamming ads. Oh my god, the commercial breaks took. Forever. I'm not that but, was uh, also
1: annoying. I was I was because that it lasted like three hours. Like the game was like three or four hours. And I was like, why <laughs> is it this long, bro? Like, what's going on? Yeah, you
2: know, in, in at the end of the game when the viewership is at its peak, yo, low, every time out, every five seconds, they'd be like, all right, let's take five commercials real quick, one minute each. I'd be like. God damn, man! <laughs> we just—it felt like watching an NFL game, man. Because you know, NFL is OD with the with the. They'll have a kickoff and they'll have more, more. I'm just so tired of. It. Anyway, I'll give it an eight, low. I'll tell you the things I think they were missing. There wasn't enough back and forth action. We have seen a little bit with Westbrook and Embiid, but Lo, Do you remember the days where like Gilbert would go off against? I think it was like Tracy McGrady in like 05? Yeah. And big one hits a three. Next hits a three. And I think Beale did the same thing. In the uh, rookie sophomore game a few years ago. And it just I, I didn't get that. Why why didn't Kyrie ISO at least two, three times that game? There was a couple times, one where he almost destroyed Giannis. I'm about to say Giannis he
1: he, I, to he be, be ISO on Giannis and I was like, whoa, that's alright. Alright, yeah. Kyrie. Alright, alright, alright. Uh
2: and but like I wanted to see him just like a switch and beat his picking you up. I want you to just spread the floor, teammates, no help, just sauce. You know, I wanted to see an ankle be took, or we didn't get that neither. We didn't really get a crazy poster, although we did that get we got that oop Lebron day, which was exciting. But more than anything, I think it was just like the defense was better, of course. But it was a close game at the end, and as as, as, as it just first of all, Steph Curry missed a wide open James Harden. I don't know if you missed that. that was yeah, crazy. I saw uh, that. Yeah. Uh, James Harden. I'm sure he's looking at that like you just cost me a hundred thousand man. That's crazy. But <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so yeah, they sent KD and LeBron. Imagine little, imagine you're playing a basketball game and it's 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 about to be the clock is winding down and KD and LeBron are closing you out in the corner. They're trapping you. You gotta be a special type of player to have that kind of attention. Uh but anyway, I just it was it was an exciting game. I think I enjoyed it. Uh it definitely made up for the dunk contest in my opinion, which was very subpar.
1: True, true, true. Um, yeah, I like it. I hope next year that they're able to, um, reveal who they drafted. Because here's the thing that really annoyed me. They didn't want to reveal who they drafted, but then they still told everyone who were the last two players that were drafted. And it was Al Horford and Lamarcus Aldridge. That's why I called you Al Horford and Lamarcus Aldridge. Oh, say whatever. So if, if if you're still (laughs) going to reveal it, then what is, at that, like, you just basically defeated a purpose. What, who cares? Like, I thought that was the whole purpose of, like the whole like you didn't want to reveal it because those are the last two. But in my opinion, well, but in my opinion, if you're able to put an order to it, I think that makes it I think it makes it even better and more interesting, to be honest with you, because if you're Damian Lillard or Russell Westbrook and you have like a little grudge or I I just think that those type of things make not even just the All-Star game but just the NBA more interesting. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah.
2: Uh, the, first of all, it would have made him a lot of money. I th- if they want to spam ads, trust me, people will be watching the draft. Because I don't know about you, but in the schoolyard, some feelings were hurt when you were drafted last one too many times. There was some fights going on. Like, hey, why are you drafting me last? And hey, what you mean you don't draft me first type thing. Uh, but I don't think that would happen in the NBA. But it's still, we missed out on that. But anyway, it was, it was, I think I was so happy with this year's version. Honestly, I'm ever since Kobe retired, I haven't really enjoyed all-star games because I used to just go on there to watch Kobe Sauce and to see the one-on- ones with Kobe and LeBron or even if you date back it'd be Kobe against somebody all the time and there wasn't that like it was it wasn't like that anymore and it's just a little bit disappointing but East-west is gone hopefully permanently. I like this whole drafting team thing. This needs to stay. I know they like to change it around every single year with a different gimmick or whatever, but this worked. I actually enjoyed this, and I think they should keep it. So, oh, what else is there to what else is there to talk about, man? All Star Weekend is over. No, speaking uh, no, first. No,
1: no. Speaking of Kobe, did you see the whole Kobe and Shaq thing?
2: You gotta be more specific.
1: <laughs> what? Kobe and Shaq he... sat down. They had a conversation about what happened and stuff like that. Oh,
2: nah. See, I don't have cable. Nah, nah, nah. It's, but it's I on, hear
1: it's about on, it on it's Twitter. On, it's on YouTube though. So you, oh, oh, nice. you didn't, you didn't, you didn't see the um, Magic and Isaiah Thomas thing either. I didn't see anything aside from the events. No, well, Magic and Isaiah Thomas—they were the first ones to do it. It was like uh, I think it was like two or three weeks ago where they kind of reconciled and they kind of sat down and. Talked about their differences Aww, and stuff so like cute. that. That's so cute.
2: How did it go? I'm sure Shaq said something I mean, Isaiah, like, "I, mean, I, I should."
1: Well, the first one, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas started crying and stuff like that. Like I didn't. That's what I'm saying. I, I didn't know if you because it, it it is it is pretty serious. Like it's it's a back and forth that those Is it two... though.
2: Because Shaq has said it plenty of well, times. Oh well, no, he okay. He had well,
1: Shaq and Kobe's wasn't that serious. Isaiah's and and Magic was a lot more serious because a lot of people feel like Isaiah Thomas was a driving force that made Magic retire. Because, I mean, now we know, obviously, that just because you have AIDS, that doesn't mean that you can't play basketball. But back then, obviously, a lot more people were ignorant. And Isaiah Thomas was one of the forefathers of getting Magic Johnson the hell out of there. So, I mean, I didn't... I, he, it was kind of that type of vibe. Where it was kind of like, man, I'm, I I apologize for doing that type of stuff. But a few things I picked up in the Kobe and Shaq one.
2: Isaiah Thomas pushed Magic out of the league because he had AIDS?
1: Because Isaiah, if I'm not mistaken, Isaiah Thomas, he was the president of the Um Players Association at the time. No way. And at the time, Isaiah Thomas was very, very bitter and petty about the fact that he wasn't getting the type of, the right type of recognition that he felt like he was deserving of of at that time. Also be very mindful, around that time was the Olympics. And they had everyone everyone didn't want Isaiah Thomas on the team. So everyone was like, you know, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't trying to play with Isaiah Thomas. We don't want him. And so when it, when it, everyone found out that Magic had AIDS, Isaiah was like very adamant about like, we got to just make sure everyone is safe and we don't want what nothing. I, I was like, Jesus Christ, like you're, you're going out your way. But then there was also some other players like Carl Malone. Who were very again? Everyone was ignorant at that time, but Carl Malone was also speaking very ignorantly and like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't want to play with Magic because if he, we might, can, he might contract something and he started bleeding on the court, and I'm like, oh my god, y'all are crazy right now. They had that,
2: they had that rule change because of Magic. Anytime blood is spilt in a the game, they immediately stop it. I think they give him twenty seconds. But people, if they but, can't.
1: But people back then thought if <clears throat> Magic, well, if he sweated too hard and he tart touching your body, then you would contract. Age. what <laughs> so so that's that that's how that's how crazy people were back then but so that was that's the reason why the the dynamic between Isaiah Thomas and Magic is always interesting but going back to the Kobe and Shaq thing three things I gained out of that one Kobe said in the 2010 finals he was suffering from bone spurs and he had his broken broken finger I was as yeah. soon as I figured out, and he said there were moments in in the 2010 finals where he had to be like he had to walk off the floor like during a timeout or during like a substitution and get stuck with a needle in the back and then come back out because he couldn't walk. And I was like, yo, that's that's the most ridiculous. Like I don't at that point I was like, bro, I don't want to hear no one tell me what Kobe <laughs> Bryant shot in the finals because if he because if he's going out like that, bro, like there's. there's there's definitely players, if they had suffered the same injury that Kobe was suffering, they wouldn't even be playing the game. They wouldn't even be playing.
2: That's the most Kobe thing I've ever heard, that is. by the way. That's
1: the, that's the craziest. He had bone spurls in his knees, and he's literally having to get shot in the back. He went, to the, he went to the back of the arm in the locker room to get shot up, and then walked right back out and kept playing. That is the craziest thing in the world. I don't want to hear no one tell me what Kobe Bryant shot in Game 7. I don't want to hear it no more. You know
2: what's crazy, though? There's a lot of people who, like, they they work for, like, two hours, right? Let's say, like, they they do a little bit of work, and they're out there just bragging left and right on social media, like, yo, look how nice I am, y'all. I'm working so hard. I'm on the grind, yada, yada. It's so crazy to see people who actually work hard, who could have came out during the finals, and made excuses for why he performed poorly in this game or that game. Just continue to fight through it, regardless. Peyton Manning did the same thing when he was in the Super Bowl. Of course, he went through season-ending injuries and somehow made a comeback. But I like you get to the point where when you're that great at what you do, like they won't even let excuses phase them. Like if you could fight through that and you're Kobe Bryant, of course he thought that he can get six, seven, eight more championships. Even with Shaq not there or Powell, buying them got traded left and right. And you know, I love Kobe. I didn't even know about that. I'm actually gonna watch that right after this podcast. I'm gonna have some time.
1: Uh, that sounds like yeah, a- it was interesting. Another thing, uh, I think Shaq Shack was a lot more open about the idea that he was he was underachieving. How um, what's my man? When he was saying how he was he he didn't really take the off season that serious. How he used to get in shape. During the Obviously. season yeah I mean it was, I mean it was it was obvious but I don't think Shaq was as time has progressed Shaq has become more open and honest about his career but I think um because in the beginning of in, while he was playing in the nBA and even after he had just retired he was very upset that many people used to call him like an underachiever and stuff like that which I still think gets under his skin but yeah like his 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 inability to take it serious and the fact that he never let the NBA in rebounds and stuff like that really, I think people were starting to call him an underachiever despite the fact that he still won four championships. But a lot of people just felt like he should have been dominant way longer. But so that was, that was also true. He kind of openly admitted and Kobe was like, yeah, that's, that's the reason why I was upset at you because you never really took it serious. But I think the yeah. biggest one that I, I didn't know was towards the end when they were kind of separating and Kobe would, Kobe straight upset like, And I think we all knew that Kobe, the idea of Kobe going to Chicago was a thing, but Kobe was like saying like, they had, they already were picking out houses. They were picking out schools. They knew the neighborhood that they were going to live in. Like it was on some, Kobe was like maybe a month away from really leaving. Like it was, that's how close it was that he had already picked out everything. He was already going to management. This is like in
2: the 07 season, right?
1: No, this is, no, this is, he was 07, I think he was going to Detroit. 04, this is the 04 season where him and Shaq weren't vibing. And he, they thought that they were going, he, they thought him and his agent thought that they were going to pay Shaq the max money. Cause Shaq, that's what Shaq was asking for. And Kobe was like, look, I'm not going to stay here and play with this because Kobe also talked about how Phil, Phil Jackson used to play games and play these mind games and used to just be telling everybody lies and everybody just tell everybody whatever they wanted to hear to make them happy. And eventually used to get out and Kobe was like, man, I'm not playing no games with Shaq. I'm not playing no games with Phil Jackson. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave. And he, they said, he said he had picked out houses. He had homes. He had the schools. He knew where he was going to go. And then out of nowhere, Um, what's his name? Jerry West was like, we're taking trade requests from Shaq. So, Kobe was like, oh, I guess I ain't going nowhere because they definitely not going to trade both of us. And Shaq (laughs) Shaq said he was at his house eating a bowl of cereal. And he heard that. And he said he just started throwing everything all over the place. He was all upset. He was like, y'all going to trade me? Because Shaq thought that they were going to pay him max money. And... Jerry West, he knew that Jerry, he eventually came to like an understanding like, you know, Jerry West ain't gonna pay you, he ain't gonna pay you max money. But Shaq would got all upset. Then he got in his car, drove down to Staples Center, and the police were already there. Like, Jerry West, <laughs> Jerry West knew for a fact like, yo, this is, I already know he about to act up. So had a police ready for him when he start to come. The police are already there telling him like, nah, Shaq, you can't get there. So then, they have a sit, a sit together where Jerry West and Kobe and Shaq are there. And the way he made it seem like it was a long table, Shaq was on one side, Kobe was on the other side. And then Jerry West walked in the room and then he sat next to Kobe instead of sitting next to Shaq. And then Shaq was like, okay, I, I see what's going on here. I see what's, I see what's really going on. But then he said that, you know, Jerry was kept it up, up front and honest with him. He said that he wasn't going to pay him that much money because Shaq was getting older. So I was like, all right, all right. It's a very... In- I, I highly advise everyone to watch that because it's a very interesting video. Damn. I do not even know all that happened. I remember...
2: I'm looking at uh, Shaq's numbers right now. That was the year where his numbers dipped. He went from like 27 points per game to 21. And he was shooting literally the same percentages. So, I mean, that might have been cause for frustration. I also know that in 2007, Kobe was thinking about going to either Chicago... There was a proposed trade to Detroit, which I'm pretty sure he rejected, and the Spurs. Uh, but that never happened either because he was on a no-trade clause and they couldn't get anything to work. And it just so happens that uh, he stayed on the team and he won some more championships. So I guess for the Lakers, they got lucky that everything worked out. Because imagine the type of gamble they took, not like not paying Shaq. First of yeah. all, did they not have Shaq on bird rights? Well, I don't know the, the salary situation at the time, but... If I'm them, I would go way over the luxury just to resign both those two.
1: It was it was it was like I said before because Kobe was pressing the idea of like yo look I don't I really don't want to pay. It, can't, it became very obvious that both of them really didn't want to play with one another. So it was kind of like on some uh, we got to choose between one or the other. Like it became very adamant that that it was it became just obvious like this is what's going to have to happen. And once that kind of transpired, it was like, all right, if we had to pick one of the two, then we'll just go with Shaq. But I also think Jerry West and just being forward thinking, why would you even, I understand what you're saying, but why would you give a 31, 32 year old Shaquille O'Neal a max contract? You know, I understand what you, I I I, I understand it's Shaq, but at, at 31, 32 years of age, and him suffering from injuries and him being overweight and him, you just tie yourself up and, and nothing is really promised with Shaq, especially with, again, with him dealing with injuries. And so, yeah, you got Shaq on your team, but then he suffers an injury, and now that's $20-plus plus million already on the cap for the next several seasons that's tied up in a player that's not even playing. And luckily for Shaq, he still was able to win a championship with a Miami Heat, but if you look at his Miami years, after his first year in Miami, he played 73 games. The next year, he played 58. The year after that, he only played 40. Then he got traded to Phoenix. And, and in that season, he only played 61 games. Like he, he was basically, it was what it was. And in that contract that he signed with Miami, it carried over all the way until his, his last year in Cleveland. So he, he signed a contract until he was like 36, 37 years old. Why would you want to give Shaq that type of money? I think that that's the reason why Jerry West was really hesitant on pulling the trigger on Shaq.
2: You think they you think they got bailed out with Bynum? Or you think Shaq would have been the move? Honestly, I feel like especially I know they didn't really have chemistry, but like that's a lot of stuff that you could financially speaking, I think I think their finances stress the situation out more than anything. Uh like I obviously like I wasn't around in 4 watching basketball the way you were because you're like 65. Wow. But uh, I don't know. I, I remember Shaq was saying that he regrets leaving. Uh, Vince Carter said the same. But anyway, look, look, on a side note real quick, do you know that all the traders are trying to come back to the Raptors? Vince Carter and Chris Bosh just so I said saw, that they're I, welcome.
1: I'm seeing this too, and I want to ask, ask you this. Would, you, would, would Toronto fans open? No. Chris, no. I think Chris Bosh. Is Chris Bosh no. more acceptable?
2: Nope. How was like Chris? You, Bosch you gotta keep not- mine low. What? <clears throat> when Vince Carter left, it set our franchise back, right? We knew we had Chris Bosch at the time, but he was very young and he wasn't dominating anything. Yeah. Then we started to get in a rhythm. We were with Chris Bosch and at that point it was around the time the MLSC, the ownership group, wasn't willing to spend or go over the luxury tax. They were they were being quote unquote cheap. And this was before like in twenty twelve plus everything changed. So that might have been why Chris Bosh wanted to leave. He refused to sign and trade. He left to the heat. It set the franchise back again another few years. And of course, I think it was the 09 or the 08 draft. We got DeRozan. And then we started building back up. And it seemed like we were going to blow things up again. when We had Rudy Gay and he got traded. And then it seems like things just meshed. But they destroyed the franchise's future, both of them, for years. And now Vince Carter is saying, I'd like to retire Raptor. And I'm like, "Now you left for the Nets when we needed you and now you want to come back?" How is I like, is I don't have like hatred or anything like I don't mind Vince Carter, he's an exciting player to watch, but he's not going to come back and pretend like he didn't negatively destroy and do what's good for your career. That's fine. But you can't then turn around and be like, "No, I want to come back to Toronto." And the same goes for Chris Bosh. He used to be a Chris Bosh was a he probably is still a lock for a Hall of Fame, but like he was Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, CB4 in the low post with the up and unders. I remember those days. And then when he just up and left, I say, yo, we can't keep anybody in Toronto. So when I think about guys I want in, in this city, it's the guys like DeRozan and Lowry who decided to stick. Like It's the guys who, were like Patrick Patterson was around for a long time. The guys who really wrapped the city, man. Like we called Vince Carter, what was he, Air Canada? He just he just up and left. He became air United States, low You can't air come back.
1: United States. Oh my God! You can't
2: come back from that, man. So I mean, I hope they have a great career. Plus, well, do you, like, you don't yeah, know. What let them. me
1: ask you this because I don't I don't think you know. Do you you mean you know the story like the last two years of Vince Carter in Toronto?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's millions of stories about or reasons of why he left, but I understand the general consensus. Yeah. Do you? I do, yeah.
1: I mean, cause I, I'm asking that because I, I, I understand what you're coming with, Chris Bosch. But like, Chris Bosch and Vince Carter, they're, they're nowhere no, near the same. Well, center. here's the thing. I don't hate I, them. I, I'm not gonna they lie. Plus- no, but I'm not gonna lie. If I was a Toronto fan, I might still feel some type of way about Vince Carter. Cause Vince Carter, Vince Carter was full of shenanigans his last, like, two years. His <laughs> shenanigans? Well, I ain't gonna guy. lie. Like, Chris Bosch was, was pretty upfront and honest. Like, and I, I salute the CB, but they never even, they never even came close to putting a team as well as they put a team around Vince Carter, around Chris Bosh. So, and I, and don't get me wrong as well with Vince Carter. They had a solid squad and they just stripped everybody of quality around him away. And I didn't understand that either, but them last two years of Vince Carter's career or two and a half years or whatever you want to call it, it was full of shenanigans like, like I, I had never, and I, I guess I just need to do a video about it because I don't think people understand, like, the full context of it. This man, Vince Carter, was going around telling people he's not going to dunk no more. This man, Vince Carter, was, people were saying that he was tipping off plays to the opposing team. They were talking about pe- Vince Carter was embellishing injuries so he didn't have to go back on the court. And I'm like, I don't know. Vince Carter was looking kind of sus. That's all I got to say.
2: Yeah, uh, I remember like the whole situation with T Mac, and when he left. Like when when a guy like T Mac leaves your team, you start to really question whether they have the ability to build around you, regardless of the conflict. So it might have just been he wanted out of the city, whatever. Um, and you know they leave at the end of the day. Like it's the, we can't force them to stay in Toronto. You know they finish their three or four years, they're a restricted free agent. If Toronto wants to pay the money, they can. But if at any point a player says, "I demand a trade," Their value plummets, and so in certain situations it makes no, sense no, no,
1: no, 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 no. People believe that Vince Carter was was purposely faking an injury so he didn't have to play, which then consequently left his trade value so low that y'all basically had to trade him for little to nothing. Right. That's the reason. Yeah. That's the reason. That's the reason why a lot of people are upset because they feel like he was faking it injuries and in a, in per, just to get off the floor, but it ended up hurting the Raptors. More in the bigger scheme of things, and then he went right, to yeah.
2: But that's that's a thing though. Why would you want them back? Both did I don't it, I don't know right? I don't know why ways. I don't know
1: why you wouldn't. I honestly I from my understanding, I thought that like y'all really didn't like Vince Carter at all. Like it it wasn't even I mean, like an no, argument. No, they hated
2: everybody hated
1: Vince Carter I'm for saying, like I, at least I, eight from, years. That's what I'm saying. I felt like everyone just like after a while, everybody was like, ah, oh, you know what? From afar. We're going to applaud you for what you did and stuff like that. But that's from afar. Like, you stay over there because we we remember what you did. Explain. No,
2: that's the thing. I don't think a lot of people do. Like, a lot of Raptor fans don't know a lot of the history. So when you celebrate Chris Bosh and Vince Carter, like, if the same guys were around when, when all that shit went down with both those players, they they're not clapping. Those guys know what went down. It's like, you do your thing. You did what's good for your career, but you stabbed Toronto in the back. So you're not about to get us You're not about to retire here. Absolutely not. We have a team. We're first in the East. What are they like? Hey, that's that's, a, that's another 15, thing, too. Like
1: right y'all are, y'all are balling now. It's not like y'all some scrub team. That, that's the thing that's really blowing me. I'm like, bro, Vince Carter, you, you just joining because it's a good team now. Don't act like you've been wanting to go on this team. Like the idea that. You, that, that, that Toronto was an option for you to join the roster. Only reason why you're trying to join this team is because they good. Stay over there in Sacramento because that's where you got paid. You got your money. That's cool. But stay over there in in, in Sacramento, bro.
2: Real question is, if, let's say, suppose like hypothetically, let's say he gets on Toronto. Whose minutes is he taking? Not Norman Powell. Absolutely not CJ Miles. Is this going to be DeRozan? So, like, so is, he,
1: is he signing like a 10-day, like one of those, like just sign a 10-day contract real quick? Like, remember where Paul Pierce, he technically retired as a, a Celtic. Remember that? I
2: remember that. Yeah, so I is think he going to do one Pierce, of those things? Nah, because, I mean, they had a reason to give Paul Pierce that contract. No, he no, did, no. What, what I'm he, saying
1: is, is he going to retire like that where Paul Pierce, he, I hope he didn't really, he, he never really played again, but he still technically retired as a Celtic. Or, I know. or are we gonna have like a starting at the shooting guard position? Vince <laughs> like is he gonna be in a starting lineup one night just to get the whole like welcome back ceremony thing? Because if nope, if we if we do no that, if we do that I can't I can't mess with Toronto, bro. Me neither,
2: honestly. I'm gonna have to leave the city. I'm gonna move to like Hawaii. I'm gonna do something just to avoid the
1: situation. That's a fact. So
2: we talk about Vince Carter because he had all this public controversy. But Chris Bosh hurt the Raptors more. More? Because, no, Because agent. Chris no. Bosh no. gave the impression that he wanted to stay. And so the Raptors never thought to trade him. They wanted to re-sign. No. And so when he didn't no. want to re-sign and the deadline passed, and then he said he didn't even want to sign and trade, we got nothing, zero back. And do you remember who we were left with? Andrea fucking Bargnani, man. Like, like, do you know? Do you know how that makes me feel inside? Like, that's who we were left with. Let's, so, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like the Raptors, surprisingly, and now looking back, did a phenomenal job of of drafting talent. I was about to say, like, I, y'all,
1: y'all bounced back pretty well, though.
2: Yeah. So even when I think this is the year, the last year Vince Carter was here, they drafted Bosch. and then uh, right when Bosch was about to leave, Bragnani was a flop. But then uh, Brian Colangelo did something right, and I'm pretty sure he was the one. Yeah, he was. They drafted Demar Derozan, and then like and then it was a lot of dry for a while. But then it seems like the Raptors are back on. Anyway, um, I like to salute teams that do a good job drafting because too many times we focus on the teams that do horrible jobs. <laughs> like last podcast, we we're talking about the Magic, um, and who else was it? The Kings as well. This this, this is this is a slew of teams, but. The Raptors have been doing a decent job. Anyway, yeah, did, those, those two had,
1: guys... That year before he left, y'all had a roster with DeMar DeRozan, Chris Bosh, Baranyani, and Marco Bellinelli. Not to say, like, Marco Bellinelli is just...
2: He <laughs> said that shit like he's I'm a star I'm on the just saying, team but or something. I mean, it
1: was a quality... I mean, Marco Bellinelli will go on to be a quality player. Like, he's a quality six man seven man rotation guy Rap just
2: had a lot of washed up players do you remember they had haydu Turklu at one point they it's, had it's, uh, i'm
1: looking at it right now they get the, the sean Marion year. they had heidi Turkley, they had Sean Marion the year before that yeah you right they had a, a few washed up players but nice no, it's, it's right. still it's still i mean i i'm it, there was a year where i it is very interesting to see if chris Bosch had stayed him and DeMar Rosen I think that would have been an interesting duo in the uh in the Eastern Conference. And if y'all were still able to snatch snatch up um on Kyle Lowry, that definitely would have been interesting. Y'all also had Stoyakovich, Jesus. Y'all did have a whole bunch of washed yeah. up players. They they all did terrible by the way. I remember very vividly how bad they did. Yeah, y'all y'all had like the most y'all had out of prime washed y'all had Jamal Maglamore. My <laughs> God. Y'all had washed up players. Jesus And that was his oh last God. year in the NBA too, playing with Toronto. Golly I know. But uh um, Jamal McGlure? Ma- how you how you sp- how you pronounce it? I, see, I call him Maglamore.
2: Oh, I got that. well Jamal Jamar McGlure is uh Is that is that him? He's a he's a shooting coach for the Raptors right now. Okay, that's what's now up. You see him on the business that's what's up. That's what's up. on the games and shit. Uh plus I think I he's ain't gonna lie,
1: I'm looking at in twenty thirteen, that's when y'all really glowed up. Y'all got Kyle Lowry, y'all got y'all had T, y'all drafted T Ross and Valanciunas in the same draft. Y'all y'all low mm-hmm. key. Uh
2: uh-uh. uh. Huh? I think... Oh, but I think Valanchunas was... Because he played a couple years in the Lithuanian League before he came over. Okay, okay. So, it, it might have been that. Oh, but anyway. Okay,
1: okay. But, I mean, they, they all kind of yeah. came on the... I know for a fact they came on the roster at the same time. I'm looking at this. So, y'all grew yeah. up. And, but this is the same year y'all got Rudy Gay. So, that's kind of a step back.
2: Yo, how you throw... He shot 39%. Like, you know, MCW would be so proud. <laughs> Yo, uh, I don't know if you remember. On one of the funniest notes in NBA history... Rudy Gay banned stat sheets from the locker room. And and everyone was looking around like, my guy, you're shooting 39%. We know why you're banning it. You're going out to shoot 9 for 28 every single game. <laughs> I remember, the, the, I think it was the second game he played. It was a home game, and he got a game winner. And everybody's hopes were sky high. Buzzer beat a game winner, Rudy Gay. He's balling out. We're so excited. And then it just, everything fell apart so quickly. Anyway. It's, it's it's good to go down memory lane for the Raptors. I think every time the dunk contest is brought up, there's also like a Raptors discussion because everybody starts talking about Vince Carter and his career and everything he's done.
1: True, um, true, true. But um, it's almost like an annual thing. People. Think. Vince Carter doesn't need to be in Toronto. No, at all. I agree. Just stay stay far away. It, it, you said in the, before we started the podcast, was there was something that you want to ask me. I don't know if you asked me it or not. I have no idea what that was. Jesus. Um, I think that's it though. Because I think we
2: kind of. No, have- there's a couple other things. Low, uh, I don't know how close you've been paying attention. Joe Noah's come back. He's been trying to get some minutes. And supposedly, there was an altercation where uh, Jeff Hornacek shoved Joe Noah. And Joe Noah, of course, like, yeah, I need some more minutes. They got in a little beef. Yo, I'm telling you, Low, Joe Noah went from this defensive player of the year type guy who, when Derrick Rose went down is carrying, doing phenomenal things for the Bulls. Gets his big contract for the Knicks, and who is gonna wanna play with him when not only is he shown that he can't be an effective player on the court, but now he's fighting with the staff. Like what what do you have to do for a coach to want to fight you, Lowe?
1: That's crazy. Well, that's not the first time, especially in New York. But I don't I I don't know. I just joke him no, it's, it's done, yo. Your your days are numbered. Which is it's a shame it's, because I I definitely he was I definitely felt like he was on the track to be um, one of the better players, and, and possibly even a Hall of Famer. But then again, I don't know if if Ben Wallace ain't a Hall of Famer, then never mind. I guess he's not a Hall of Famer. But I was just I'm just looking at you know his career. It is unfortunate because he, he was a very talented young young man when he was in um he was in Chicago, and it just never worked out for him. But shout out to um shout out to my man um I guess the old jo Kim Noah, the young jo Kim Noah. Because yeah, cause yeah. I definitely definitely missed that joke kim Noah the intensity the the uh, emotions him bashing Cleveland all that stuff I missed that
2: yeah uh, he used to be that like Ennis Cancer type player always out there talking shit yep. coincidence that now they're both on the same team um, it's anyway low coincidence
1: what... that he's trash that's what his coincidence is.
2: I have one more topic. <laughs> so, of course, there's a lot of press conferences, a lot of people saying a lot of stuff. LeBron being told to shut up and dribble. All right, okay, listen. We've, we've been there, been back. Shout out to LeBron, by the way, who's risking a lot of millions and millions in sponsorship money because you know the rich people that own these organizations he not, that he's promoting. Not, he's
1: not, he not risking nothing. He's not risking. He is risking stuff. Because he's not, they, he not risking, not he not risking gonna, nothing because everything he's saying, his sponsors agree with. So how is that risking?
2: No, but here's the thing: Anytime you say something controversial, he's not saying nothing controversial.
1: What is he saying controversial? But
2: that's crazy because anything political is always at relatively controversial. Regardless, it's just like that. There's a spectrum. What he said obviously wasn't crazy. He was just spitting facts, and he was told to. Anyway, that was on a side note. Shout out to LeBron. Can we give him a shout shout out real quick? LeBron wins the All Star Game MVP, and on top of that, is out here just spitting facts. You know, left and right, telling these reporters to continue reporting. Just report the news and shout out to LeBron. Uh, But anyway, uh, a lot of news is coming out. One of the things was uh, the 1-16 in proposal. So the Western Conference and Eastern Conference are banished. Which, by the way, every Eastern Conference team should be really worried about. I was about to say, if I'm in the
1: East, I'm sweating bullets. (laughs) I'm sweating bullets so hard.
2: (laughs) So Adam Silver said, maybe ultimately you have to add even more days to the season to spread it a little bit longer to deal with travel. Maybe air travel will get better. All things we'll keep looking at. So they're exploring ways to help make that possible. And people began to put together lists of if the playoffs happened today and it was one for 16 and you didn't have Eastern Western Conferences, this is what it would look like. And the Raptors would be playing the 76ers. And it looks low. At the end of the day, we want the two best teams in the finals. And the sad reality is that that's not the case. And a lot of the time, it's the third and the fourth best team. Making it to the finals against the best team in the West, mm-hmm. and that's just the way things are. So I know this is—he's just talking, of course. This is what you would expect him to say, but I like that they're exploring opportunities. I—I I wouldn't be crazy to say we're like two, three years away from them finally making that change, which I'm very, very hopeful for. I
1: hope—I hope they do because, like, if people don't know right now, the eighth seed in the um in the East is a Miami Heat with a record of thirty and twenty-eight. If you have a record of 30 and 28 in the West, you're the ninth seed and you're the Utah Jazz. That is, that is, I think that is a problem that's been going on for way too long. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly getting tired of it. I definitely agree with you on the whole having the best two teams available to face off in the finals. But even if you're doing a bracket style tournament, that may not always happen because of the matchups but if if we're talking about the one thing that just really annoys me is just that there are certain teams that go out there they'll have a winning record they'll have a record that's good enough for them to make the playoffs but unfortunately they're just in the western conference they're in the wrong conference and then you have teams in the east for many years eastern conference teams who have losing records would make the playoffs and and things like that and I don't I don't think this should Count against certain players' resumes and legacies, but unfortunately, it does in, cer- in certain cases. And then you have other people trying to make arguments for other people who are making the playoffs in the East, despite the fact they have losing records. So that that's the thing that's frustrating to me. But I I hope that they change it because I don't. The only problem I see with it is really just not even travel. It's the revenue part of it because they travel across the country. All year long. Like, I don't understand how that's a problem. To me, it's, it's the revenue part. And if you're in a Western Conference, you do way more traveling than any team in the Eastern Conference. Because the, the, and I said this multiple times, the distance from a Los Angeles team to any team in Texas. So, uh, uh, the distance that the Lakers would have to travel to play the Mavericks is longer than the longest Travel distance in the Eastern Conference, which just so happens to be the Boston Celtics against the Miami Heat. So a distance between nah, it is it no, it is. Be, I've it I've be Toronto. No, no, no. It's it's on Boston. Yeah, I, I did the math.
2: That's crazy. The
1: distance between Boston to Miami, which is the the longest distance traveled in the East, is the same, if not a shorter distance than the most traveled distance. In the Western Conference, which is any California team matching up against any Texas team. So the fact that we're still having this conversation about traveling when the Western Conference is put at a huge disadvantage, it's silly to me. It, it just doesn't make any sense.
2: Yeah. Um, of course, they talk about travel. And if I'm not mistaken, this is something that the Players Association is probably going to fight for whatever reason. They don't care how much sense it makes. If it at any way negatively affects the players, then they're against it. So the only way that they'll probably be able to negotiate this, which, by the way, keep in mind that like when they're in CBA negotiations, anytime you want to ask for something, they're going to want something in return. Right. And so if Adam Silver goes out there and he's like, yeah, listen, this is what we want. Boom. You put in the CBA. This is how it's going to be set. The player association agrees. They're going to want something in return. Maybe it's a more generous split. Of the revenue that the league eventually makes. But it should be interesting to see how that goes down. Uh, I'm not entirely sure when the next CBA expires. I think they extended it uh, two
1: years ago, right? Yeah, they, they extended but, uh, it. So it's, it's not... Oh, actually, I
2: think it ends in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, so I'm hoping it happens. I think, low, again, unanimously. Everybody that watches basketball unanimously agrees that everybody... Unless you're an Eastern Conference team that's always the eighth seed. In which case, you're just looking out for yourself. Uh, or anybody, or, yeah.
1: or unless you're a LeBron fan who keeps believing that making it to the finals is a huge accomplishment despite the fact that he plays in the east.
2: We need to start popularly recognizing the Western Conference Finals as the NBA Finals. We just we need to establish that when Houston and Golden State play this year, that is going to be the best series. Of basketball that we're gonna get all year. I'm about to say. I I, I was about to
1: say that too. Like low key, yeah, it might be the best. And and again, that's not the first time it's happened. But yeah, this year might be another representation of the two best Western Conference teams matching up in the in the conference finals is going to be more competitive than than the than the finals, which is crazy.
2: The fact that Cleveland could play Houston in the third round is is crazy to me. Or or like that that stuff is just. Uh, it should, it isn't, it not isn't, I just if, if anyway, they, I just I wanted, wanted to bring this, this
1: up. If Kawhi was healthy, could the Cavs beat the Spurs? Cuz I don't think they could. No. Yeah, I don't no, I don't think I they don't could. Think so. I don't I don't think if I think they would struggle against OKC and Minnesota.
2: I well, I disagree with Minnesota, but I think they will struggle against OKC.
1: So, I don't I don't if the Cavs are the best team in the East or if it's between them and Toronto I don't think that, I don't think that there's, I think the top three teams, if Kawhi is healthy, are all in the West. I think the top three teams. And I think Toronto and Cleveland, in my opinion, are somewhere tied with Minnesota and OKC. And then after that, and after that, you can, you can say Boston and Washington. But then it
2: nah. Don't put them in the same. I think Boston's a lot better than Washington.
1: No, no. I'm, I'm just going to order. I'm talking about Boston, then Washington. Oh, okay. And All then right. and then after that, it's kind of up in the air between the 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 Nuggets, Portland, Denver. I said Denver. If Jesus, Pelicans Christ. are healthy. I would put Pelicans yeah. in the same. Combo if if yeah, them. if 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 they were healthy, but Denver, Portland, and the Pelicans, and then we got Indiana, Milwaukee, and Philly. Right. So, but just the fact that. Three, three of the best. If, 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 just the fact that one to uh, seven out of the out of out of the top seven teams, I'm trying to say, five of them are Western Conference teams. Five of the top seven teams are Western Conference teams. That's crazy. Which, if you're an athlete and your goal is rings,
2: I, I don't know why it's not just common sense at this point to join an Eastern Conference.
1: Why is everybody because, going? Because to... Because how, I, I get... how many Eastern Conference teams? Are are properly uh, managed.
2: Well, I mean, I I think you could find a team like you're not gonna have like if you're KD. I'm, I'm asking you I'm can asking. To,
1: you tell me how many Western Conference teams are are properly managed.
2: I think the there's plenty. There's at least like four or five teams. Name them. Just are name, well name them real quick. Just the name
1: them real quick. Name them.
2: The Raptors, the Celtics. I'd say the 76ers, although they changed oh my management. Oh really, Okay. I don't really like Brian Colangelo. Uh, that, that's two.
1: I'm only going to give you two.
2: You can make a case for the Bucks. They're a well-managed team. They've been doing a good job of drafting. I think since Jason Kidd's gone, I think that team can start to build they, a little bit. They, they, they draft Shubhai's well, back. but I
1: don't know if they manage well.
2: Okay, you can make that case.
1: So, really, it's only
2: two. And Because, see, now you're being... You're like Your standards are a little too high. At the end of the day, you don't need a great managed team. Like... KD can go Do to you? any team in the East. He, he played in play OKC
1: make- and they never won a championship. Right, but And many, and many people that. would say OKC is one of the better managed... I don't believe this, but some people would... They're not. Some people would say that OKC is one of the more better... I'm, I don't know what I'm saying right now. OKC is up there... It's, and it's and the morning. It's OK. Yeah, it's it, it is <laughs> in the morning, too, this time. Uh, OKC <laughs> is one of the better managed teams in the NBA. And, I, and he still never won a championship. So you do need proper management because you do need the proper personnel to be brought to that team. If you look at the East, I think I don't I don't know. Well, really I, I had to
2: pull up a list. I think Miami also does a really good. I would job. I would
1: throw Miami near uh, as well. So that's three. Uh
2: and I think, yeah, I think that's it, actually. I would have put a exactly. of teams on this list.
1: And the West, you can go to Houston, Golden State, San Antonio. That you those are always the three that you could go to. But I get that. But why would you want to fight against? Like think
2: about it. Your name is Kevin because Durant. Because you're going to have to fight to- against
1: them anyway cuz you're going to have to make it to the finals.
2: No, all you have to beat is the top team in the East, which is way easier that's than what, That's month. what I'm saying.
1: You're going to have to go up against them anyway in the finals. If you make it, LeBron is making it to the finals, but he still has to face the best team in the West in the finals. So, I yeah, get you're going you to make it. You might as the well finals, get a cruise but- to
2: the finals. Why not get that cruise, bro? LeBron's been
1: getting that cruise for as long as I can because, remember. Because because I think I think a lot of people are starting to realize how much of a cruise it is, and I think people are starting to get back to their senses and say, yeah, this it's not that it's impressive, but it's not as impressive.
2: All right. Anyway, I'm looking at the standings right now. It's kind of depressing. New York on a losing uh, eight game losing streak. Brooklyn on a seven game losing streak. Like shout out shout, out to, super Cleveland not,
1: boy. shout out to Cleveland for not moving on that pick because yeah, Brooklyn might be. Brooklyn might be one of the worst teams in the league.
2: Nah, I don't, there's a lot of competition. though. Everybody seems to be at 18 wins right now, and uh, Phoenix, Dallas, Sacramento. Geez, I mean, Atlanta, I mean, Orlando, I mean, Brooklyn. Brooklyn's
1: at 19. It's not like they're that far off. You made it seem like it's. I get it,
2: but they're gonna have to do a serious job of losing. And keep in mind, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. So once like the injuries people return, it might not be the same
1: story. True. Sure. Um, I I don't think I don't I don't have any um. Highlight players Because it's been All-Star weekend However What I would like to do is As we can wrap up This this podcast 20 I think it's like 25 games left Or something along those lines What are you predicting In the last 25 games? We can end it like that Uh I
2: think Houston might Upset And get that first seed Okay Uh I, I also think That The Raptors will close As a first seed Um Barring no injuries, of course, Boston on a three-game losing streak. It seems like, but you never know. Teams that go hot into All-Star weekend sometimes do poorly after All-Star weekend, and vice versa. Honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen. I just know that Golden State's going to win this year, and it's really just oh wait to before be before we I mean Jesus
1: Christ you you're jumping all the way to the end I'm just talking
2: I, I'm just like I I we know it's gonna happen, I mean,
1: you though. you gave me what I was looking for you know the, who's going to finish with a top seed Jesus you you talking about a whole bunch of other stuff. Who? But, but we know it's all know right, all right, all right. Jesus, you just you're such a you're such a downer. My goodness. Well, what what about um at the bottom of the um the bottom of the conferences? Do you think that I
2: have no idea, man? I actually think Orlando stands a good chance. Oh of my making god! It. Stop, stop. I mean, they just traded away Alfred Payton, right? And they seem to be giving the rookies more minutes, like Mario Hazonia. There's to no, help there's, those there's guys. almost
1: no way for them to make the playoffs, yo. Yeah? What are you talking about?
2: Oh, no. I thought you
1: meant who's going to get last seed. Oh, oh, oh. I was talking about, like, the last spot in the playoffs.
2: Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have no idea. We said this this
1: last week. Atlanta needs to get the last seed. I mean, the worst seed in the NBA. So they can get the number one pick. So we can finally have a franchise player in Atlanta. That's what they need to do. Y'all
2: had Joe Johnson, Al Horford,
1: and Paul Millsap. (laughs) We need a Hall of Fame superstar caliber player in Atlanta I need that vibe again because when Michael Vick was in Atlanta it was there was definitely a vibe shot I mean Matt Ryan well, like last year that was a vibe as well but the 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 basketball vibe I've never witnessed it in Atlanta I need to witness that in Atlanta that's what I need to witness so I need Atlanta to get that last pick also I don't know if Detroit is going to make the playoffs I know y'all think I'm hating on Detroit but I don't know if they're gonna make the playoffs, man.
2: I think, yeah. Honestly, the way it's looking, I think Miami stands a better chance at closing out. But who knows? I th- they. By the way, seeing Miami in real life, that boy Drogic can really hoop, man. I, I saw it him like a, as a really average player. Remember one man, year he average had the, he
1: was player. He's an all star.
2: Like I thought he was like an eighty two overall player, but it's clear That's to me not now average. that he's
1: like average. That's not average. I, I think it's at eighty-five overall. Oh, you bumped it up to eighty-five, head-ass. All right. All oh right. my god. Um. Also in the West, it is going to be interesting to see what's going to happen between the Pelicans, the Jazz, and the Clippers. Like you said last podcast, the Jazz are going on a ridiculous winning streak after um bringing back Rudy Gobert from injuries. And they're not that far off from making the eighth seed. I think they're only a, a game and a half behind, so they could actually surprise a lot of teams and, and make it to the postseason. I think a lot of people will be a, a much more understanding if the Pelicans knock out because obviously the injury with Demarcus Cousins. Also, shout out to Demarcus Cousins. I saw him; he's he's trying to he's trying to get back on the right track. So, shout out to oh, you saw those tweets. By the way, yeah, I saw this he tweets. is living
2: life, my guy. Yeah, you see the view? Yeah, I saw the view, man. I saw, I saw it. He,
1: he's he's, li- he's oh. living lavish, you know? You know what's crazy? The yeah. fact that he was able to find a house like that in New Orleans that quickly, like, that's pretty impressive. Like, he was like... I, what if it's not in New Orleans, though? You think he lives in Sacramento still, and he just travels to New Orleans to play basketball?
2: No, That's not what I think, Bimbo, obviously. So where, so where is I'm it at, saying... then, agent? No, but he's. You think he sold his house already in Sacramento? I don't
1: think he sold it, but I think that. Oh, you saying you think he went back to Sacramento? No, to, when I um, when
2: I spoke to when I was when I was playing with J.R. Smith, yo, he has houses in different cities,
1: my guy. I know, I know. Like, but so uh, <laughs> I'm saying you think that picture he took was his Sacramento house? That's what you're saying? I think it's, bro. They have palm trees. No, and no. Shit, I'm, right, I'm, and I'm just saying. I mean, you might be right. I'm, I'm just. I'm not what's making sense. I think it's. Sense. I think it's Sacramento. Yeah. Okay. You might be right. You might be right. You might be right. You might be right, man. Um. And um uh, What's wrong with you, man? But also also shout out to um I'm I'm predicting and I know because I'm I'm the only one who's throwing this bandwagon, OKC is going to be able to close the gap between San Antonio and Milwaukee. I mean not Milwaukee, San Antonio and Minnesota. And it that made no sense it, for a second. And it right. might be able to grab the third seat. Because I don't I don't know how much longer San Antonio can really sustain that third spot without Kawhi. I don't I just don't know. I Do
2: you know the timetable for Kawhi? Is so he going to be
1: back I to the I st- I still haven't heard anything. I haven't heard not a thing. He might just miss the rest of the season. That'd be a shame. That would By be the ashamed. way,
2: the team is doing a phenomenal job of keeping it up without him. By the way, pause, like, their pause, away pause, record pause, is pause, pause. Away record is 13 and 18. Their home record is 22 and 6. So they're just living off the fans at this point. Yep, they are. <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, Yeah. So anyway, yeah, a, my, my highlight
2: play. player is Dinwiddie for no reason whatsoever aside from he had no business winning that competition that he won. So congratulations. He had no him. business what? He can't just win, bro. Come on, huh? I mean, he, he won, but I don't think nobody expected him aside from that one guy who tweeted me.
1: Um, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a spotlight because I just I didn't find nothing that appealing. The slam dunk contest was, eh. I guess shout out to Larry Nance. You know, he's not on the Lakers no more, but still, shout out to him. You know. Yeah,
2: yeah. He did his dad's dunks, but worse—way,
1: way way worse, way worse. (laughs) When they when they were doing side by side pictures of them, I was like, first of all, Larry Nance's legs are Larry Nance Senior. His legs are were huge, and and then like Larry Nance Junior. He looked like a stick figure of his dad. Like I was like, man, what's going on?
2: Was that like? Is that like a turn on for you? Huge legs? It was
1: just that his legs were just so big. I was like, like I don't know. Like he has, his calves muscles and his thigh muscles are just like bulging. It right. was like, Whoa, okay, low. okay, What's stop, going stop, on? Stop, stop. Stop. Any, any, any right. of the booty shorts on? Let me chill. Let me chill. Let me chill. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, podcast people, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Off Top Podcast. Shout out to the All Baller Mighty, Almighty Baller Podcast Network for giving us Damn. the opportunity. Shout out to all y'all who's showing us support. This is uh team team low signing off team agent you know give, give them your goodbyes man
2: this was one of the worst podcast names in a while I'm disappointed in you
1: first of all at but, least yeah. at least I had a podcast name the last 2 weeks you've been struggling
2: you cut me off man you didn't have a podcast name I had a turn around Jimmy podcast yeah, that's a dumb name bro stop stop uh anyway I oh uh, no I I hate to think about the podcast names before the podcast but I, I accidentally thought of one for the next one. Anyway, wow. uh, oh yeah, wait, wait, before we go, it.
1: shout out to your girl, um, uh, Fergie, because that was trash. That national anthem Yo. was trash. <laughs> that national anthem was the worst. <laughs> they might, they might as well just have Victor Lepo sing the national anthem because that was trash. Oh my god, that was trash.
2: Low. The players' reactions
1: were so I priceless, was cringing man. so hard. I was like, bro, what's <laughs> going on right now? Why oh can't my. she sing? she did the- w- literally i'm no no exaggeration though the worst I've ever heard that was i was like bro, what's... she sounded like she was like a, a she was sound like an amateur like I was like, what's going on like why are you why are you this bad
2: but uh yeah, anyway, I wanted to bring this up at the start. I remember what it was though. Uh, United States is doing pretty horrible in the Winter Olympics, which I just found out, by the way, is actually going on. We're going to have to
1: cut this out of the podcast because no one doesn't care about the Winter Olympics. No, no, because y'all got 10 medals. Canada has 17. Y'all need to catch up, man. It's the Winter Olympics. We don't care. No, y'all looking weak. Matter of fact, fact, let's pause for a second. It's just the Olympics in general we don't care. Unless it's basketball, we don't care, bro.
2: Nah, nah. At least 50% of the people listening care about this. You said 50%. uh, you're right 75 so anyway i just thought it was very interesting that you guys are doing a very good job of losing um and canada's not doing that hot neither we're third right now norway is way ahead in first who would have thought norway but anyway we had to bring it up at one point that's that's all i wanted to say bye guys peace that's just not sticking it like is that sticking out. it <laughs> is sticking
0: bro it's sticking it, it's sticking it's not sticking bro. cut it out cut it out cut it out excuse me sir yeah hang on a sec you've been riding this thing all day and my son would like a turn Hmm. he seems a bit young for this twin cylinder hog doesn't he it's a coin operated kitty bike no ma'am it's a coin operated freedom machine oh. no it's a kitty bike It's hard to be without your bike, so do something easy and protective with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. With basic policies as low as $75 a year, you'll be back on the road in no time. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.